Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, in my previous podcast, uh, I was talking about this anonymous source on Reddit who claimed to be a molecular bio biologist who worked on uh, extraterrestrial corpses uh, at the Batil National Biodefense Institute. Uh, some people say he could be telling the truth. Some people say that uh, uh, he could be lying. It's a hoax. And then some people say they're not sure. Um, in the not sure category, I would say maybe. Uh, but, uh, besides the, besides all of that, right, regardless if this guy is telling the truth or if it's, if he's just someone who, uh, is pretending that he was a molecular biologist, uh, that worked for the government, uh, he did present some interesting ideas regardless. Um, uh, and you know, I, I mean, a lot of the things on my show here is based on speculation. I speculate a lot on what's going on with these, uh, alien beings, these visitors that are here and what they're up to. I always have different ideas uh, with regard to that, that I present now, regardless of whether you believe this guy is a real molecular biologist who, uh, worked for the government. Well, I'm not, I can't say that. I don't know. I mean, he doesn't provide a name. There's no, any, any sort of documentation to back up what he says. Uh, uh, and there is a possibility then that it could be just a hoax and that he sat down. He's, it's somebody who uh, understands genetics and biology at a minimum and was able to come up with this, uh, this if it's a hoax, come up with this whole story and lay it out there for the world to argue about. So I'm actually in the maybe category. This guy could be telling the truth or maybe he's not. I guess I don't think we're ever going to really know because he said he's not going to, going to uh ever reveal who he really is um i mean i guess the only way we'll find out is if there are other people who step forward and say yeah this guy everything he said is 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 correct and i worked there too and uh here's some documentation and some photographs and some other evidence to back up what he says that's the only way you'd ever figure it out now uh i've received different kind of messages from people some people saying this guy's outright hoaxing it could be like i said i don't know i'm just saying maybe I mean, I'm in the maybe category, right? Because I just don't know. Okay, uh, so that could be. Yes, I totally agree. Yes, it could be. It could be a lie. Uh, and then there's some people saying he sounds legitimate, right? You, if you go online, there are some people who are uh, are scientists. Some of them say that he sounds like he might be telling the truth, and then some of the other ones are saying, "No, there's a bunch of red flags." I, I've said all of this yesterday. But all besides all of that, there were some interesting concepts uh, that he presents in there that had me thinking today. And I want to talk about those people. Before we do, I just want to go to a recent poll on this to show where everybody is uh, with regard to this. And uh, it's actually pretty interesting results so far. And uh, well, let me show, let me pull it up on the screen here. Uh, so so far, there at this point, at the time that I'm recording this podcast, uh, 46 people have voted on this poll, and the and the question is: Is the alleged Reddit molecular biologist who claims to have studied extraterrestrial bodies for the government legitimate? Uh, so 46 votes and so far 18 people say maybe or 39.1%, 15 people say no or 32.6% and 13 people say yes or 28.3%. So I thought that was interesting. It's, that's probably of all the polls I've ever done. I've never had one that that was, that was that close with, with, with regard to three answers. Like usually, uh, there's usually one or two things that might get be close in, in the amount of votes, but this is the first time we had three of them. In fact, earlier today, it was almost a three-way tie uh, with that. So I thought that that was interesting. Uh, but anyway, I was thinking about it. Now, uh, I'm going to pull up some uh, some comments that this guy uh, had shared in that um, post, and I want to uh, point out, 
I, I actually copied and pasted uh, the ones I want to focus on into a uh, Google Doc so we could just look at the ones, uh, what, what I want to focus on here, focus on what I want to focus on. Anyway, he, he wrote, what's particularly striking about the EBO genome is the uniformity of these intergenic regions. We see the same sequences repeated everywhere, and the distance in BP between the genes is virtually the same throughout their genome. The result is a minimalist, highly condensed genome. In fact, it's much smaller than ours. Moreover, the quantity of protein coding genes is even significantly lower than ours, probably due to genetic refinement, but also to biological processes that are absent in EBO. The uniformity of these sequences is a major indication of the artificiality of these beings. There is no complex organism on Earth that has such elegance in its sequences. There is no evolutionary pressure that can lead to this kind of characteristic other than genetic engineering. So uh, we'll get back to this in a second, uh, but I want to talk about what they're what's what what this gives brings to mind here like you know now in the past we've been talking about these alien beings and uh, how they eat and what they eat and uh how do they survive and things like that but there's one thing i've never really talked about and i don't think most many people you ever hear talking about this uh mention uh is the fact that i mean these things are uh, what this guy's describing here is, is things that we already, a lot of us have already uh, thought of, that these things are genetically engineered, that these little gray beings, the short three and a half to four foot tall beings with four fingers. Now, now of course, there are some that apparently have three digits because the one that I saw when I was a kid only had three digits. I've talked about that before. And of course, uh, uh, during an interview I had with Preston Dennett, a UFO investigator, he told me that, yes, there are beings out there that have been reported that have only three digits on their hands. But regardless, what what these little beings are, the three and a half to four foot tall, big headed, big eyed uh, beings, uh, they, they seem to be like worker bees for uh, other creatures. Right. That's what it seems like. We've talked about this numerous times on the show before. And you've heard people like uh, Gary Nolan of Stanford uh, say that uh, these things could be biological robots. Uh, and we, we say, we, we also wonder about things about like, what did they eat? What do these beings eat? Right. And I've talked about that before and we, and maybe that the tie in with cattle mutilations and what these beings eat, that's all tied together actually. So like, for instance, uh, you know, maybe that's what they're, they're, they're they, they use that blood as nourishment for, for these creatures. I mean, maybe they turn maybe they drink some sort of a liquid, uh, or maybe they, uh, uh, some sort of a paste because uh, later on I'll, I'll get into it get into the description there it talks about that these things have no teeth that there's nothing uh nothing that they could chew with uh and and and, and some theories that i've put forward before is that you know some alien abductees that have been brought on craft had have seen these beings in tanks and we we uh speculated uh, i speculated along with uh, uh some other people in this world i've speculated that maybe uh, what's going on is on here is that they're actually absorbing nutrition through their skin. Uh, now I want to go back to that uh, comment here, and we'll talk about it a little bit more here see, so you, you see what I'm talking about. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. 
be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Uh, okay, it says here, continuing here, it says, given the absence of teeth, the narrowness and rigidity of the esophagus, the absence of a true stomach, and the absence of defecation, it is strongly believed that EBOs can only consume food in liquid form. It is assumed that given the high metabolic needs of their brains, this food would have a high carbohydrate concentration. In order to meet their metabolic needs, there must also be a high protein content in the food consumed. These two statements are supported by the type of enzymes secreted by the digestive organ. It is therefore speculated that the food consumed is a short is a sort of broth rich in sugar and protein, which probably also has a high copper content. Given the strict limitations of the type of food they can consume, it's unlikely that this type of creature could survive in our biosphere without technological support. So basically these things, what they're saying here is that what this guy's saying, uh, whether he's telling us a true, a true story based on personal experiences or basically he's just speculating as part of his hoax, whatever the case, it's still interesting, right? Uh, it's stuff. It's no different than the way I speculate about things on here in, in a way. I mean, I'm, uh, on different aspects of this whole phenomenon and these beings. So it makes sense though. Okay. Now I used to think that maybe that these, these tanks were used as, um, as, as some way of, of introducing nutrition into the bodies of these things. But I mean, what if they do take, uh, nourishment through the mouth, a liquid form, maybe something, a mixture of, of perhaps the blood from cattle and along with some other things, sugar or whatever, they, they come up with some sort of concoction in a liquid or maybe even a paste form and they eat very little. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because what's interesting is something we never really talk about. And, and it's the, how do, how do these things excrete? Now, according to this guy, uh, this anonymous source, uh, he's saying that there's no anus, no genitalia. Now, we've heard this before from in, in different uh, publications and different literature of uh, re with regard to aliens, that there's nothing, there's no genitalia, you know, ever noticed in these things. Now, this guy's saying there's no anus or genitalia. Uh, now, let's, let's just suppose now, like, okay, so so let's, and they secrete through their skin, but there's some sort of a film covering, according to this guy, there's some sort of film over their skin that prevents anything from coming out. So if that, if that is true, right, if it's, if this, whether it's speculation or whether it's true, whether either, whatever the case, uh, if that's how they uh, excrete, right, rather than because they don't have an anus, so they can't uh, defecate the way human beings do or any other kind of uh, life form, animal kind of life form on this planet does. Uh, so they do it through their skin and, and, and it's all, and it must be, uh, but, but what prevents it from escaping in like becoming, you could, where you could smell it or, or rubbing up against something or whatever. They have this film that keeps it in, prevents it from, uh, uh, leaving any traces, I guess, uh, would be the best way to put it. 
And it makes you wonder. It actually makes sense. If you if you were some alien race and you were coming here and you were up to some secretive uh, operation on this planet, you wanted to do, for instance, say a hybridization program, and you had your little uh, biological robots, you send them out to do the menial tasks, the abduction, the actual abducting and carrying uh, victims onto a craft to uh, do what you're going to do to them, right? You, you, you have to make sure if you're going to genetically engineer something to uh, for those tasks, you, you, you want to have them uh, so they can't leave any traces of anything behind. And that's how you could, that's how you might do it when you really think about it, right? Okay, they excrete through their skin. So you, and so what you do, you have this film over their body so it doesn't come out of their arms right uh or their legs or wherever it's going to go what, what through the pores on their bodies there's this film that keeps that in and then later on maybe at certain who knows maybe daily maybe every other day who knows how often but uh, uh, these little worker bees these little grays are placed in these tanks where they're maybe this there's a fluid in there that opens up their pores and the, and the and the excrement the liquid excrement because there's no solid excrement apparently would just flow out of those pores and then maybe there's some sort of a cleaning uh, solution in there too you know I, I mean who knows maybe but what really happening they're not feeding they're actually excreting they're not feeding tanks they're excrement ex, uh, excrement tanks Right. And 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 maybe they get rid of it. Maybe they after uh, a while, they dump it into the ocean or, or, or wherever. Right. Uh, where it gets diluted and nobody knows any. But no, nobody ever finds any evidence of it. Right. I mean, I remember when I was a reporter, I worked, uh, you know, I would in addition to covering council meetings, I would cover things like the the sewers, sewage treatment plant board hearings and things like that, where, you know, and I would talk to the sewage treatment manager at different uh uh, sewage treatment plants. And I remember the one guy would, would always say dilution is the si solution, right? That was a saying. So basically, uh, the, the, uh, once you get rid of, uh, once the uh, sewage gets put through a, uh, the treatment plant, then you, 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 what they do, then it gets put into a stream or, or wherever, right? Uh, where it's diluted, it's already, it's cleaned up and then, then discard it. And maybe this is a, their form. This is how they do it. These extraterrestrial beings, they do it. Because let's face it, okay, if you're going to have these little uh, robots, basically, these biological robots entering a home to abduct people on regular basis, right, uh, you're not going to want any accidents, okay? I mean, uh, for instance, say there's three little gray beings that uh, were going to uh, abduct Junior some night, right? And they go sneaking into his room. But uh, these uh, biological robots have anuses and genitalia. Uh, you never know. There might be an accident in, in the struggle with Junior as they're getting him out, out the door. Maybe one of these uh, beings might uh, pinch a loaf right there on the floor, right? By having by by designing them this way, where they excrete through the skin, and you cover the skin with some sort of a film to prevent it from escaping from that from the from the being itself, and then cleaning and cleaning them up later, you prevent that kind of accident from ever happening because that would constitute proof, right? Any sort of dropping from an alien in, in, a, in during an abduction experience that could lead to that that would be evidence to prove that there's something going on that that this experience is real and the same would be for like say an alien was in the middle of an abduction and it had to take a leak right uh you know you don't want that little robot biological robot uh finding junior's little mason jar halfway filled with uh, coins and taking care of business there that would be leaving evidence by this way by creating beings that 
excrete through the skin this way and you cover the skin with a film to prevent it from escaping anywhere, well, that takes care of that problem. And when you think about the Varginic case, now <clears throat> this, this person here was uh, talking about the ammonia uh, smell, just similar to what we talked about in the Virginia case where uh, there's this odor of ammonia that was uh, smelled. Many, some of the witnesses smelled from these beings. There's a strong ammonia scent. Well, maybe uh, this thing crashed in Virginia and maybe this film on some of these beings was ripped off or taken off, torn off, whatever, right? And that's why they were able to smell this horrible ammonia smell because you were smelling the excretion from the, that was coming through their pores. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, again, now this person, again, could be telling the truth about this, or he, he could just be speculating as part of his hoax. But whatever the case, it doesn't really matter. It's still something interesting to ponder. Because, again, we we don't, I mean, it, it does make sense when you really think about it. You, If you were to, if, say, the human race was to travel out to the stars somewhere, we decided to, uh, you know what, we found these intelligent beings, but we don't want them to know about our us. Uh, so we're going to, and we want to manipulate these beings. We want to uh, create our own hybridization program. We want to make these beings that are maybe they're like half ape, half human, but we want to make them fully like us now. We want to make them like this. So we would be maybe doing the same kind of program as these alien beings are up to here. Right. So we won't want to send just people like us to do it. We want to send something uh, like these biological robots, these little gray beings. To, to do the menial labor and, and have them designed in such a way that they leave no trace behind of their, uh, no evidence whatsoever. They could leave nothing behind that would prove that they were there. I guess it's just something to think about. Now, in addition to uh, uh, talking about this ridiculous, I know it sounds ridiculous to some, I mean, the idea that, uh, 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 that the possibility if these things were more designed like we were, if they were closer and uh, genetically like we were and they did have anuses and they, 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 you know, again, you have to think about it. You, they could, that could possibly lead to proof because you never hear any stories actually, right. Of somebody filing, finding a, a excrement from an alien, right. You never really hear that. Right. So there could be something to that. I mean, there really could be something to that again, regardless of that, whether that guy was a hoaxer or just or, or really worked with work there it doesn't matter whatever the case it does present some interesting ideas and interesting concepts and something to think about so i would i i guess what i'm trying to suggest here is that 
uh, the, these tanks that have been seen filled with liquid and where beings would get be inside these tanks, just floating inside these tanks filled with liquid, what they are, really, they're not feeding. That's not nutrition. No, no. They're not uh, feeding tanks. They're excreting tanks, right? Basically, that's where they get the chance that these little beings, the worker bees, the little greys, get a chance to uh, excrete what's ever inside them, uh, clean themselves up, and then get redressed with the film and get back out to business again, back to work, okay? That's what they might be. And they actually do eat through their mouths. And it could be a combination of high protein. That sounds like it could be a mixture of the blood from cattle and, and they're talking about sugar. Well, that's what this whole thing might be about. The whole, the whole thing, the, the cattle mutilations are to provide food for these beings. That's what it could be. I mean, in addition to the, and it could be more than just the, uh, the worker bees. It could be food that's generated maybe for the praying mantises and the reptilians as well. We just don't know. But again, it's all speculation. It's something to think about. Uh, and actually, I did. I, I asked, uh, I do, of course, the one anonymous source that I talk about regularly, the uh, retired electronics engineer from uh, that did work for uh, NASA, DARPA, uh, the CIA, along with other weapons manufacturers, uh, private contractors for the government. Uh, I contacted him about this. I asked him for his opinion on it and he read through that and he provided, he did provide me some, he, he provided me a response and I want to go through that response, uh, right here. Uh, give me one second and we will check it out. Okay. Uh, yes. Okay. He goes through some of the, the comments, uh, that were made by this anonymous source and then provides his response. Okay. He says, and then later at the end, he provided, his uh, assessment. Okay, he says, the author says that four rather mangled bodies were examined. And he, uh, my anonymous sources comments were, uh, this is possibly the original four from Roswell. Uh, and he goes on, uh, the EBO uh, alleged bio, uh, molecular bio biologist said, the DNA of the creatures is relatively simple and appears to be designed to be easily modified as desired. And uh, Maya source says this suggests other variations can be easily created, such as tall grays. Another interesting point. Uh, the alleged molecular biologist says the sections of their DNA, which enable the creatures to exist on Earth, appear to have been recently inserted. These creatures could only be a result of genetic engineering. Uh, the response from my source is no surprise. Uh, the alleged molecular biologist says the body is covered with a protective gray biosynthetic film, literally grown in place. The actual body is white in color, has many pores, and emits the smell of ammonia. The head has two large eyes, two nostrils with no nose, two auditory passages with no external ears, and no tongue or teeth. The eyes are covered with a black protective film. They contain six, type of, six types of receptors, making their vision capable of perceiving a somewhat broader spectrum. The inner ear is similar to humans, but is more sensitive to low frequencies. The brain is about 20% larger than a human equivalent and is divided into four sections with unusual nodules on the stem. It was speculated that these nodules permit them to interface with their technology, although they can't be confirmed. The neck is long and thin compared to a human, and there are no vocal cords. There are no nipples, no navel, no genitals, and no anus. The hands have three long fingers and a thumb. There are no nails, and the fingerprints resemble concentric circles. The feet appear to have two large toes, which are actually each composed of two digits fused together. My source uh, responds to that saying, but I saw three toes in the footprints I examined back in 1997. 
Now he's talking about now this. My source had an experience back in 1997, uh, living in uh, the, in Arizona, where something. What he said was a uh, praying mantis alien was scratching at his window and then took off in a craft. And I've talked about this before in the show. And then when he when he went outside, he saw the footprints and there was three foot three toes in the footprints. Okay, back to the molecular biologist, the alleged molecular biologist. He says the skeleton is relative, relatively similar to a human's, but the bones contain no marrow and don't produce blood as human bones do. The creatures have lungs through which a continuous flow of air is maintained by a vibrating section of lung wall. They de therefore do not inhale or exhale as humans do. The creatures have a heart and circulatory system. However, the blood has a much higher level of, of plasma as well as a high level of copper, which gives it a brownish color. Body waste in the form of ammonia is filtered out of the blood and excreted through the pores where it also provides cooling by the process of evaporation. Uh, and then my, my source points out, and the ammonia smell. And then it says, uh, back to the alleged molecular biologist, the digestive system is very minimalistic to the effect that the creatures can only consume nutrition in liquid form. This nutrition likely consists of a high concentration of sugar and carbohydrates with some copper. Uh, and uh, my source says, not sure if they only drink it or also soak it in. And now here's where I, that's where I'm saying now. I'm not sure they do soak it in. I mean, if, I mean, if this, you know, we're just going by, this is all speculation. If these tanks might not be for drinking for, for, for nutritional purposes, it might be for excreting things from the body. Uh, right. That's what it might be for. And, and, and then they do eat, maybe they eat liquid, take liquid through their, uh, through their mouths. Okay. Uh, now the alleged molecular biologist says the creatures are unable are unable to live independently without proper technological support. They appear to have short lives and are disposable. <clears throat> the best hypothesis is that they are alive only to accomplish their task. And my source says, uh, I'll add it onto that as we have already realized. And then the molecular biologist says it was speculated that the creatures have no individuality. Do not fear, uh, my source says, or understand. Uh, so they, what the molecular biologist, biologist is saying, they do not fear or understand death. And consequently, they have no regard for the welfare of other creatures. They simply carry out instructions. And then my source offered some conclusions. He said, well, first, I have no doubt that this was written by someone with an expert knowledge of genetics and microbiology. It took me a while to look up some of the more complex stuff and try to reduce his long paragraphs into simpler terms. For the most part, the physical characteristics he described are a close match with what we've already deduced from the reports of abductees. There wasn't much new. I was hoping for something to definitely link the collection of blood to the creature's feeding habits, but that wasn't stated explicitly. I think it's pretty safe to say these things are clones. They have little value to whoever creates them, and they exist only to perform tasks outside the hive like worker bees. I suppose the real question is where do the mantises fit in, are, and are they the top dogs in the hive? I don't see an AI behind it. This culture seems to use biological techniques, whereas an AI would tend to build mechanical robots, I think. So I'm betting this is an, an insectoid operation with a hive mentality and a more or less instinctive expansion agenda. There's obviously a lot we still don't know. Okay, that was from my anonymous source on this. So I guess, uh, what do we, what do we say about all this? Let's, let's try to wrap it all up. Okay. Like, okay. What could be happening here? Okay. This is all pure speculation. Okay. What's happening here. What's been happening here. Uh, 
um, if if we go by this again, I'll see even my anonymous source isn't sure. He's, he, obviously, the person who wrote that has some knowledge in biology and genetics, obviously, or 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 maybe taught himself it. Who knows how it happened? But or maybe he really is a molecular bio, uh, biologist and he really is telling us the truth. We just don't know. I don't see how anybody could know. That's that's my argument. But regardless, it doesn't matter. Uh, let's look at let's we, we could uh, like I've speculated on this before. And I'll speculate on it again. What could be happening here? What might be the case? Well, what might be the case is, is that uh, these beings are here at some sort of a hybridization program, just like uh, explained by Dr. David M. Jacobs, uh, among others, researchers uh, who've come to these kind of conclusions that there could be a hybridization program ongoing. And, uh, and these beings, these gray beings that people see a lot during abduction events, are just robots, basically biological robots, just as described by uh, Gary Nolan, right? And uh, they, they, they're sent out to do the menial tasks, to, to do the abducting. They bring them inside the ship and where there are taller grays that do that perform the uh, removal of sperm and eggs from victims, from abductees. Uh, but maybe they're, but those taller grays could just be a different version of the smaller grays and they could be just, uh, role, biological robots too. That's what it could be, right? And are the mantises, right? And maybe the reptilians too. Now, David Jacobs talked about the reptilians, that maybe the reptilians are, you know, uh, just another biological robot too, potentially. We just don't know. But it seems like according to the different, different abductees that were hypnotized by Jacobs, what it seems like is that the mantises are in control. Uh, are the mantises the ones responsible? That's the big question. We don't know. Are they the ones pulling all the strings, right? Are they the ones in, in charge of this hybridization program for themselves? Or is there a chance that they might be working for some other being that we just have no idea about? We just don't know. A lot of questions, no answers. Uh, but it makes sense, though, doesn't it? Uh, some of the things that we're talking about here today, like the idea uh, that these beings are excrete through their skin, that possibility. Uh, and maybe if that's the case, maybe these tanks that abductees see them in sometimes are actually, they're actually excreting. They're not for nourished. They're not collecting nourishment while they're in these tanks. They're actually excreting, right? And they're getting clean and getting prepared and getting uh, for, for their next mission, right? That could be the case. It's, again, all pure speculation. We don't know. So uh, I guess the, the question is, is what's happening here? Uh uh, the, the, if these being they're, they're able to genetically engineer these kind of beings to to do these kind of tasks to read people's minds to to basically control people these beings are not only uh i mean they might be uh biological robots right that might be the case but at the same time these beings are endowed with certain abilities okay at the same time as, as many abductees have reported they could stop you from moving they could they could paralyze you they could make you do things you don't want to do you could drive off a highway off into a dirt road somewhere while you're driving and not even realize what you're doing so it's incredible as it may sound it sounds insane actually but uh, there is something here. That's the bottom line. There are uh, there is some non-human intelligence at work here. We just don't know uh, the extent of it. We we know somewhat of the hierarchy based on the reporting by Jacobs, for instance. We know that the, there's the small grays, the tall grays, the reptilians, and the praying mantises. And there's been reports of other kinds of beings too here and there. Right? Uh, there's all kinds, but they're the they're the predominant ones, right? 
They're, they're the most uh, most uh, seen kind, the most reported kind. And uh, it makes sense, doesn't it? If, if, if they were designed without anuses or genitalia, it makes sense now. The idea would be to prevent any sort of accident, any sort of evidence. There's always a possibility that evidence could be left behind uh, if they were designed in a different way than they are, uh, re- allegedly, right? We don't really know. But uh, it's something to think about. Like I said, again, I mean, it just wouldn't do to have a, a, an extraterrestrial uh, gray sneaking into somebody's bedroom in the middle of the night. And maybe that person doesn't, maybe for some reason are not able to put that person under control that night. And that person fights back, which we have heard stories about people punching them in the face, things like that happening before. Right. In fact, I know uh, Preston Dennett did a whole video about uh, people who have fought back, uh, punched aliens in the face. Uh, so say you get, uh, say an alien gets into an altercation with some, uh, uh, intended abductee right and and it doesn't go things don't go as planned the next thing you know there's a fight and maybe the alien uh drops a loaf right that evidence that loaf there that loaf left behind right that could prove that there is something going on here i mean i'm sure it would be loaded with all sorts of dna right i'm sure it would be rich with proof for any sort of uh uh biologist to determine that this isn't from this earth, whatever this thing is. Right. I mean, it would be, it would, it, so that's why they've been designed this way, possibly. Right. They've been designed this way to excrete through their skin and they've been, and in a way where it could get held in by some sort of film, apparently that might grow back. They might actually grow this film over them. Maybe that's amazing, but we don't know how it operates. We just don't know, but it's something to think about. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining me. Until next time.